Remember I had this, this first model of Xbox? I would play it every single day. That's all I did. And so it just built up over time. You know, it came to a point where I started, you know, ignoring stuff. You know, you ignore more and more. And then you start missing, you know, dinners with the family. That's when it started, you know, getting bad. I probably still haven't admit to anyone that I was like addicted to this stuff. You just wanted to escape, right? And you found that in games. One day, I step in the gym and everything changed. It just snowballed. Okay, I went again, I went again, I went again. That became the main focus. And I'm able to put that into you know, my business efforts, the consistency of it. Okay, if I do this every single day, then there's no way to fail. You need to like dumb it down for yourself so it's like actually doable. Because I can sit here and tell you that, well, you, you just go to the gym or you just do that. No one can relate to that at all if they're like rock bottom. So what is the easiest thing you can do? Okay, you can say hello to someone. Let's say that. Okay, do that then. And then you build on top of that. Every single day you do something like that. Something that's so easy. Simple action to just repeat, repeat, repeat. Build consistency. You just need to do something different. You need to get out of the world, like the bubble that you've created inside the, the virtual world. Before we get started, are you ready to take control over gaming? In phase one of our family program, we provide immediate strategies to stop the spiral and break through denial. In phase two, you make progress in all areas of your life, including increased motivation, productivity, and social skills. For information on our coaching programs, you can go to gamequitters.com and click book a call in the top right corner or email me directly cam at gamequitters.com. Nico, welcome to Game Quiz. Thank you. The action man is in the building. I got a video earlier of you rolling up. I was like, I need a shot of the action man arriving at my home. Yeah. So the action man, where, where did the action man come from? A friend of mine came up with a nickname. I don't know why he chose that specifically. It just came out of his mouth one day. Oh, you're like a real life action man. And then he just went with it. And, and then I started opting it. So it's just become this thing. But it's cool because it's quite unique. It does seem pretty appropriate. I guess. You know, I try to stay humble, you know. In a way. <laughs> Stop being humble, man. The action man, I mean, yeah. that, that's very congruent to you. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. I like to try and do it all. I want to just you know, diversify my abilities here. So, you know, swimming, running, lifting, whatever, fighting. I guess that encapsulates all of the action man thing. Except on the racetrack. What was going on there? Well, the, when we did the it karting. Was more, it was more like karting. Bowser roll, rolling around <laughs> yeah. the track. What was going on? <laughs> yeah, I need to work on that, on my karting skills. You know. Hang around with you and maybe. Yeah. Work. We had good fun though. That was, that that was, was a fun good. day. It was good. We'll go again. Yeah. Yeah. But, but when it comes to fighting, when it comes to, I mean, we're just talking about swimming from one island to another, when it comes to training, you know, full tilt. Yeah, absolutely. I love this stuff. I love this stuff. And what is it about it that you love? Like, how, like, how do you feel like you're fighting, you know, you're, you're doing a lot of more intense activity. Like, what is it that's driving that? You know, that's interesting. I think I asked that last night as well. I've gotten asked that a lot lately. What it is? I don't really know. That's the thing. It's just, uh, you know, it's fun to try and push the limits. See where, you know, it's fun to see where you can like dig deep. And that's something I noticed in the military too. It's when you like, you know, sleep or whatever. Now I don't really travel no sleep, but when you have to like dig deep and you get through on the other end, that's a really good feeling. So it's more, it's not, it's not that I enjoy the training always. Like for today, I kind of have to like, you know, whip myself out of bed and go run. Uh, but it's afterwards, it's like, damn, this is nice. So the contrast, the contrast is really nice. Uh, and that's what you see. Maybe that's something that goes from the military as well, because then it's all about contrast. So you out there for this amount of days, do have 
you know, limited this and that. And when you come back in, you get all this, you know, everything feels so nice, you know, just warm shower. So maybe I've gotten a bit addicted to that feeling, like the, the contrast of it. And the military you're talking about is Norwegian Special Forces. Yeah, I was uh, six years military in total. One year during the uh, Special Forces training. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. I, I liked it. Uh, I really did. And was it the structure you liked? Was it the challenge you liked? What was it about it? The, I think the structure, because you're in this bubble. That's what I like to be. I, that's what I've been doing with the Muay Thai here as well. You're in this bubble and there's not really much else going on. So I could, you know, do the military stuff. I could train and that's it. I mean, I lived inside a base. That's something you choose. Not everyone does that, but I lived inside a base. It's low, you know, the price for rent there is low. Uh, it's cheap. And so I just lived there. I went and trained and then, you know, we'll probably get into this, but then I went back and then I gamed and everything and all this. And so you're in this bubble. That's when you, like, when you get out of that bubble, you just become something else completely. I really like being in that bubble. When you can just kind of zero in and focus, you don't have distractions. Yeah, no, no distractions. Like, I, like for the news example, I don't really watch the news at all. I just, you know, train and then I do me. So. so nowadays it's a lot of like physical action, you know, challenges and that. Before it was gaming and being mentally challenged. So take us back. When did you start gaming? Oh, that was like when I was super, like really young. And, uh, you know, you started with the Game Boy. And then, you know, we got the consoles, like the Xbox. And, you know, the, I, you know, that's funny. I remember I had this, this first model of Xbox. I had this, uh, you know, I would play it every single day. That's all I did. And then I, was, and I skateboarded with my friends and came back in and did that. And so it just built up over time. I was just going from consoles to PC and, you know, it just went ballistic after a while. And uh, I didn't really have the, the, the supervision I probably should have had when it came to uh, the games. Um, so it kind of, you know, spiraled out of control for a little while. But then you go, you get back on track. And, so why do you feel like you needed supervision when it came to gaming? Like, what was it about gaming that would lead it to need supervision at that age? You know, isn't, it's funny because it's kind of like an escape. And that's funny because, you know, I'm kind of taking that escape into the, the real world now. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you get lost in this, you know, fantasy world and you can probably relate. You try to level up this so it feels, you know, feels good to you know, level up in there. And um, you don't really, you know, notice anything else that's going on. And you were playing games like League of Legends. Yeah, I started out, you know, with the Game Boy and everything, the Pokemon, and then went up and, you know, up in like games. And then it ended up like the worst part of it. This was back in, how old was I? when the League of Legends, because I ended up in League, started playing it, and then, League is a funny one, League is a funny game, because I've talked about this with people who've played it, and are still playing it. If you win a game of League, 
you, you, can't, you can't end on a win, but you also can't end on a loss. And so it's an f- evil spiral that you get into. And I think I started playing around 14 or something. And uh, I started consuming more and more and more of my time. And, you know, it came to a point where I started, you know, ignoring stuff. You know, you ignore more and more. Okay. Because it's like, it's a time-based game. And so you're locked in for a certain amount of time. So you start, okay, you can start dropping off small stuff, you know, okay, miss a bus there. And then it just builds up. Okay. And then you start missing, you know, dinners with the family. That's when it started, you know, getting bad. And I didn't realize this at the time. Uh, I probably still haven't, you know, admit to anyone that I was like addicted to this stuff. Uh, but, you know, it kind of just spiraled out of control for a while. It did. And was that primarily like conflict with family or it was affecting school or it was like, what was, how was oh, it affecting both. you? Both, you know, family, uh, but also school. I remember I wanted to drop out of what you would call high school, I think, or junior high school. I really wanted to drop out and just head off to an island, actually. I think I said that to myself. I wanted to go to an island, just hang, you know, be in a hang, hammock or something. Um, it was just escape. You just wanted to have escape, right? And you found that in games. So w- with League, why can't you end on a win? I, I understand why you can't win on a loss because it's like, I got to end on a win, but yeah. then you win and then you can't stop. So what is it about League that you can't win or end on a win? It's... Yeah, that's weird. I don't really understand it. But it's like, once you win, I think it's because of all that time you spent up, and you, okay, you invested all this time, and you gotta win, win because of it. Then that, you know, that just feels good. Okay, can we get this again? It's like hitting a goal line, and then, you know, just wanted to run it back. And, you know, that creates the evil cycle of, uh, of just, you know, going, going, going. So you just want to win again, win again, yeah. win again. Yeah. But I think that's just the, the amount of investment that you put into each. Cause you set, you know, you set off a certain amount of time to do, like get this goal of doing that and you're getting a victory in. And I think that's, you know, a bit different from other games where you don't have that, you can save the game and pause it and go, but there you have to be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. So it's, you have a, like, it's like a goal based thing over a set period of time. So it's like an urgency to it. That maybe it might be what is powerful, but I'm not like a psychologist on gaming, but I could probably think that that's why. So I'm curious, like nowadays it's more about winning in your life before it was winning in league. Now I'm curious if you can think back to like when you were winning in league and it's like, it felt so good. You had to play again. And now you're, I mean, I've seen you, I was, I was at the fight when you won the other day. What's the difference for you between winning in league and winning in life? It's way more fulfilling, of course. Because uh, it's when you like, okay, let's say you win in league, that's all you're doing. But when I'm able to you know, win, okay, let's say I'm doing a swim, that's a win. You know, it translates to everything. So I'm able to meet, you know, great people. Uh, with that, so it like translates into, you know, the areas of life, you know, you start building yourself up but with league that's all you're doing like you don't get anything from it do you think that you can like you think that gaming is good for anything because i hear this from people sometimes 
they say like, oh, yeah, gaming is good for this, gaming is good for that. Do you think that's any positives to it? So when it, when it comes to the positives of, of gaming, I, I think, you know, the traditional argument would be it's good for hand-eye coordination. Yeah. Okay. And what are you using hand-eye coordination for exactly? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Like, okay, you are better at juggling. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. The skill isn't transferred to others. And by that, I don't mean that like what you learn in gaming doesn't transfer to anything else. It's that gamers have an inability to take the skills they're learning in games and transfer those to other areas. For example, so I have a video on, on the channel that's, uh, it's titled, what if gaming is the only thing that you're good at? And in that video, I break down seven different ways that people actually get good at games. So they play a lot. They play with a focus to get better. They watch tutorials. They surround themselves by other community. They replay their games and watch their VODs and like really dissect like what is it that maybe they even hire a coach. There's very specific strategies that you use to get better at games. But then when it comes to life, you don't implement that. You don't implement that. Right. Whereas for me, like playing hockey, I played high level hockey. That's made me so much better at business. It's made me so much better in other areas of my life because of the traits and the character development that it provided me. But I was also always taught when I was playing hockey, this is going to make you better at business. This is going to make you more successful in your life. And for some reason, gamers don't take those skills and transfer them into other areas because they just keep funneling it into games. So the traditional ways of gaming being good around hand-eye coordination, it doesn't really matter because what are you using it for? Gaming can teach you a lot if you apply it in other areas. The one positive that I do think it does provide nowadays is around community and people being able to connect with other people. Now, the counter to that is that if you, the only thing that you do is game, it also makes you more socially awkward, specifically in the real world. It does increase your social anxiety in the real world. And I don't know many gamers who play all day long that I really want to be like. So if you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, you're not really getting better overall in your life by spending a lot of time online. So there can be some benefits socially, but I think that those benefits have to be put into context. Yeah, I agree. It's also so, it's so niche down. Like they can't, you know, they're socially awkward because that's all they do. That's all they know of. Like I can take, you, they can't even extrapolate like what they're doing in the game to anything. So they can't even talk about it in a, in a manner that doesn't look like them, them being nerds. So they'll talk about, you know, th that's all they can talk about. And no one can relate. And so they end up, you know, not being able to talk about nothing. But if you, you know, put, if they actually put the skills into other areas, you know, and use the, you know, what they learned inside the games, then they could have something to talk about, but they don't. And so they become socially awkward because they have nothing to talk about. So like for fitness, I can, you know, take that and extrapolate into, uh, into ideas about business and all that and not be a nerd about, you know, the fitness and all that. Uh, but, but with the games, you know, the gamers, like they can't take it and transfer it. So I also think that like when you're gaming, you're so caught up in your own head yeah. that you're not actually connected with your body. Whereas if you're fighting, you're doing fitness, you're swimming, you're connected to your body. 
which means you're actually like in your body and that allows you to connect with people because they can actually feel you. Whereas when you're just gaming all the time, you're in your head and that increases all your anxieties. And that then makes you in your head when you're trying to talk to people, you can't actually be present. And there's just an awkwardness that comes with that. And so sure you can talk to people online as like this avatar that you're kind of making up and pretending to be, but that doesn't mean they're actually seeing who you are. And then you're more socially anxious and you, you don't, you only talk about games. You don't talk about other things. So you can't relate. Yeah. I mean, in in the real world, once you step out of the game, no one will give a good shit about the games. So if that all, if that's all you have, no one's going to give a shit about you either. So you need to be able to transfer it or just stop it. Totally. And it all ends in the same way, you know, getting out of the gaming. Because if you transfer, like, transfer the experience you have, you're, you're going to end up in the real world. And if you just stop it, you're also going to end up there. So why not just drop the gaming? And so at what point did you drop gaming? Like at what point did you kind of move on? Was it the military? You, you kind of went off there or how did that transition look? No, that was, that's interesting because I don't actually remember exactly the point. But I was playing all these games and I was so depressed. And... Uh, I don't know exactly the point, but one day I step in the gym. I'd already, you know, knew, I knew of the gym because I'd been introduced to it previously. And so I knew a bit of the exercise to do and all that. And for some reason, I just went to the gym one day and everything changed. It just snowballed. Okay, I went again, I went again, I went again. And, you know, I put the gaming more on the side. I still played, but that became the main focus. Uh, and then my whole mental game, you know, just, you know, it, I, you know, got rid of depression, everything that, like that. And, you know, I fueled everything I got from the training. Okay, this is cool. Let's do the military thing. And then I was still playing a little bit, but, you know, it took a different priority. Once I just, you know, stepped out of it in total. So... That was a turnaround point, but it's hard to pinpoint exactly when. But it started with just doing something else. And I don't think that you need, it needs to be like, oh, you need to go train. You just need to do something different. You need to get out of the world, like the bubble that you created uh, inside the, the virtual world. Right. And then eventually it's just no longer the priority. You have other priorities. And then gaming just over time for you just became like it just was so low on the priority list yeah. that you just don't have any time for it anyways. Yeah, exactly. So with fitness, like what are the lessons that you've taken from fitness and applied in other areas? It's like it's just a struggle and the consistency of it. Like I've I've trained for almost a decade now. It's been you know various types of training, you know. It started in the gym of course. Now I'm doing all the running, I'm doing all the swimming, I'm doing all this fighting. And I'm able to put that into you know, my business efforts, the consistency of it. Okay, if I do this every single day, then there's no way to fail. And that all stems from the training. Okay, I went in there, I trained hard every single day. Why can't I put that into absolutely anything else? Like if I wanna grow, if I wanna do anything, if I wanna grow a garden and I just care, take care of my plants every day, I'm gonna have a beautiful garden full of flowers. So now I can do anything. That's what, you know, I think fitness is like the big thing to start as well. 
and you're dragged right in his course he has a lot of this stuff about oh you need to do this for the fitness and the mindset first and then we can you know build anything because it's so powerful for you start seeing all the concepts in different areas immediately so jack who uh people aren't familiar with is jack hopkins he's on youtube that's part of how we're connected and you know one thing that's really interesting so obviously i've been in the business game for i don't know 15 years now so i, I have quite a lot of experience with it and so i see a lot of the guys around trying to start their thing right their first business like really kind of getting themselves out there now if i was to you know pay attention to what you're doing what's the first thing that stands out to me your consistency You've been consistent. I know every day there's some new video going out. There's posts going out. Like you're actively working on it. And for me, immediately, I already think, ah, he'll be successful. Because just the consistency alone means it's inevitable that you'll figure it out. Whereas if I look at someone who wants to have their own business or wants to improve in that area and they're not successful, I've seen many of these people over the years, What's the issue? Oh, consistency. They're not consistent. They kind of do it sometimes, kind of don't, whatever. Consistency is like the number one thing already. And you learn that through fitness. You learn that through business. And then if you apply it in your life, it's hard to defeat someone who's always consistent because they're just going to keep coming back, keep coming back, keep coming back. And so consistency is one of those lessons. What's another lesson from fitness that you think really applies in other areas of your life? Maybe that just as you, like when you level up one area, especially fitness, the other areas goes up as well. Especially with the charisma, you get the charisma, uh, you get new great ideas. And so those two kind of complement the consistency and those. Uh, and so when you build up, okay, you get this charisma, you get this, all these new ideas, you're able to build, you know, good relations with people and put consistency into that. That's when you go like from just a linear progression to like something that just skyrockets. So most people aren't very consistent. And I know for you, obviously that's like one of the, one of the main things that you do well. So how do people unlock that? And like people watching this right now, they're like, I want to be consistent, but I just struggle to like, I, I just, I'm not consistent. Like, so what is it that, that allows you to be consistent? Well, for, uh, it's a, it's interesting because I use a lot of shame in my consistent efforts. It's like, if I don't do this, I'm, you know, ashamed of myself. It's, it's not negative, but it's also, is kind of is. Uh, but I, I use that as fuel. If I don't do this, I, you know, I say these, all these bad words to myself, like, but it's also, if I don't do this, then if, if I do this, I'm going to feel like a king. If I just get this done, but I'd, I'd start small. That's what I do. It's, it's, if I really struggle with getting something done, let's say I'm sitting down, I'm sitting on my PC, let's say, you know, then it's the first action is just to stand up. You know, when the last year in the military, I had this goal of not sitting down in my chair until I had all my workouts done. So that was because I went, I, you know, I woke up, I did my workout. Then I went to work. Then I came home and I worked out. And then I didn't sit down in my chair. And then I went and worked out again. I just always standing, never sitting down. Because I realized that once I just sat down, it, I just became passive. And so simple actions like that, like just not sitting down. And you could, you know, take this into whatever action you wanted it to be. Like 
you know, not lifting up this cup or whatever that might mean. You can you. only play video games standing up. Yeah, you're probably not, you know, play that much video games anymore. You know, uh, it's, it's simple actions like that. You need to like dumb it down for yourself so it's like actually doable. Because I can sit here and tell you that, well, you you just go to the gym or you just do that. But that's not, you know, no one can relate to that at all if they're like, you know, rock bottom. So what is the easiest thing you can do? Okay, you can say hello to someone. Let's say that. Okay, do that then. And then you build on top of that. Every single day you do something like that. Something that's so easy. And uh, like for the cold showers, for example, that's very popular, you know, with all, all this fitness and that, like that's easy. You know, just getting in there for like 10 seconds, but it's difficult at the same time. And so that's, you know, a simple action to just repeat, repeat, repeat. So you build consistency. And it, to me, it seems like you have a strong mindset, right? Like, like a strong will, a desire to improve, an ability to be consistent, a willingness to show. I mean, you're training not just once a day, but twice a day. I know anytime I've invited you to go for dinner, you're like, oh, I can't, man. I like, I got training like at this time, like it's not going to work versus someone who would say like, oh, okay, I'll skip training. Cause like, I'll go for this dinner. It's like more fun. And so how have you managed to get to a point where you have that strong mindset? Is it just, you've started with these small things and just over time you've developed that or like, how do young guys out there who right now, like taking a cold shower seems like that's too difficult. How do they actually de- like get to that point where they can actually do it? Like for the dinners, like it's for example, that example. I'm like, Nico, come yeah. for steak. Yeah. No, man, no. I got training. I, I, I tell people to like say no more to stuff. And so let's go back to the League of Legends example. You always have this community, all these friends, all oh, this do one more. If you just say no, because League of Legends isn't really fun, that fun playing solo. A lot of people like it. I don't really like it, but it's not just hang around with people, although it might not be the best people to hang around. Uh, but if you just learn to say no to stuff, then you gotta, you know, put it, that effort into something. Why not put it into, you know, training? That's what I do. I just say no. I learn to say no. I'm very like uh, disagreeable and a bit stubborn. Most people say I'm stubborn. Uh, yeah, Bu- you know, build a strong no. And just stick to that. Yes, but it, when it comes to like getting started, it's just a simple action step. That- yeah, and I, I think the the no is actually really powerful. I think that's probably been one of like my biggest breakthroughs last year, and especially to to unlock more consistency in my life was just saying no to things that aren't like defining what it is that I'm gonna do, and anything that's not that is pretty much an automatic no. Yeah, and that kind of like we, we've talked about the idea of bubbles, right? Yeah, and. On one hand, creating a bubble in your life where it's like, these are the only things I'm doing. I'm not saying yes to anything else outside of that. And that focus allows you to be able to achieve a great result, like winning a fight. A bubble also can be a really negative thing. You're in the bubble of just gaming all day. You're in that routine. You're stuck in your room. You're just sitting all day on the, on your computer. Changing the behaviors or, or saying no to like what you allow in the bubble, creating a new bubble right, can allow you to actually really make a big change in your life. And so I I think the idea of defining what it is that you will do and defining what it is that you're saying no to, both are equally important. Yeah, and also it's 
so common to be like open to everything and say yes to everything and uh, you need to not insult everyone anyone by saying no to and maybe you come up with all these excuses to say no oh no sorry i can't sorry i can't do this sorry i can't do that it's not never it's never like no sorry it's just no it's plain no because you don't have to apologize to anyone for saying no but it's kind of you know in today's society it's been like fed that you, you know you have to be very you know to people uh, but i just i just say no i can't i'm busy and then you feed that bubble again, like you said, with stuff that is productive. And like, so I know you, you, so like take us through an average day in the life of Nico. So like you wake up, what time? Right now I'm injured still from the fight because I threw all the elbows, but. I saw them. Yeah. <laughs> For the last few months, it's been uh, wake up at 7.30, go to Muay Thai. Um, Sometimes I do like two sessions, so I do Muay Thai, and then I had a private lesson just on the uh, end of that. And then I go back home, eat, do the everything, uh, and then I head back to Muay Thai a few hours later, and then maybe a strength session or something in the evening like that. So it's been three or four sessions, uh, two to four, for the last few months. That's basically been it. I've I haven't gone to any of the islands here. I haven't spoken to any girls almost, almost. Uh, so it's been just that. And, but I like it. I like, you know, sewing it right. But I also think that it goes like in waves. So you kind of break out of it for a while and then it's time to, you know, so go bubble again and, you know, hammer in the work. And reading is a part of your ritual as well. I, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. That's something I learned from a friend as well just put it into the habit it doesn't have to be a lot because actually doing less reading can be really you know pretty much better than reading a lot because you get fed all these ideas and it's always a risk of the paralysis by analysis so you read a lot and then you get caught up in all these words but there's no action behind it and if there's no action behind it then what does those words and ideas really mean they mean nothing uh, so we I try to stick to 10 pages a day, maybe more, but that's the minimum, 10 pages. But then I like read a little bit and then it's like, okay, we need, you know, need to act on this and put in the work as well. And how are you picking the books? It's just interest. I read uh, David Goggins' book back to back twice. Because I always also think that when you find good ideas in book, in books, books that you, you think are good, uh, reading it again, because uh, repetition of ideas becomes truth. You see that with uh, stuff in the news as well. If they just say it many times to you, you'll start believing it, right? So you need to create your reality by reading stuff. Okay, this is what I want to, let's, let's say for David going so big inspiration. I'm not near his level at all. So I want to become more like him. I'll just read his ideas multiple times. And I'll, that's what I feed my brain. So I'm kind of brainwashing myself with it. You know, that's how I want to brainwash myself. So we've talked a lot about ideas that you can take from, you know, maybe fitness and apply it in other areas. And the idea of how often when we're gaming, we're not transferring those skills in other areas. So we've talked about fitness, consistency is a big one. We've talked about saying no. 
We've talked about kind of creating bubbles. In the military, what ideas have you taken from the military and started to bring into your life now as you're kind of focused on business, as you're focused on training, as you're focused on really kind of becoming this action man, as you would call it? I think uh, this is something I learned during a special forces training because everyone there was, we got, you know, you get hazed and all that. They put a very professional mindset into you through all the punishment and uh, all that. And it's being a professional being an absolute professional. So, I mean, that goes for like all the small stuff. Okay, you show up on time. Okay, you bring your stuff. Nothing is missing. Uh, if something needs to get done, you get it done. And you treat life like it's a mission. And you are a professional. And so, for me, I don't drink. And the big part of that, I, read, I learned this from... Um, a guy called DJ Shipley. He's like, he's done a few podcasts. He's like a Navy SEAL from the, from the US. And he talks about this a lot because when you drink, like I'm not professional, I'm not ready. So if I'm on this mission of life, then I can't be doing stuff like that. And uh, you kind of need, also in the military, to, you can't be reliant on other people all the time because then you're, it's all, it's all dumb, right? You should, it's all dumbed down. So you kind of have to catch yourself. Okay, I can't do this because this is bad. And you plus two and two together like that. And then you, you're actually like operational. You're on point to how you should be. And you transfer. And when I transfer that into everything I do now, okay, if I don't work out, then like I need to do this because of that. And we have an end product that's... Uh, that's solid. But also it's stuff like friendship and, you know, being there for others and loyalty to others that, you know, you learn and, you know, you, it reflects itself. I like the idea of being professional because I, I think, you know, I was speaking to a gamer this morning and right now he's, you know, spends most of his day gaming. He's been doing that for a long time and we're working on him getting a job. And kind of the challenge I had for him this week was when he woke up in the morning, you know, he had told me like when he wakes up, sometimes he has a shower. Sometimes he has a shower like later in the day. Sometimes he has a shower at night. And my suggestion was like this week, every day, let's wake up and shower as soon as we wake up and then get dressed. But when we get dressed, we're going to put like some decent clothes on. Yeah. So we're going to put like jeans, nice shirt. We're actually going to like get dressed up. Because if you wake up and you throw pajamas on and a hoodie and you're at home all day, well, yo, of course you're going to lay on the couch or sit in a chair and just game all day because that's the vibe that you're kind of putting on. Whereas if you woke up and you put a suit on, you're going to be like, maybe I should go out. Maybe I should go. You're in more of a vibe of actually being professional and more of someone actually like working. So then you'll actually take action that's more aligned with that. If I woke up and I put pajamas on, I would never get any work done because I would just be like, ah, I'm kind of like too relaxed. Whereas when I like get dressed, I look decent. Then I leave the house. Then it's like, I actually want to do some stuff. Right. And so it can be making your bed. It can be having a shower, getting dressed, actually like putting real clothes on. Those are just like baby steps, but that automatically puts you in more of a mode and an attitude and a mindset of being pro professional. 
compared to I'm just going to be in pajamas all day. Yeah. That's a good point on clothing just in general, like how it makes you feel in here. But I remember I, I thought I was so, you know, professional when I did all my gaming as well. Oh, I'm really serious about this League of Legends stuff. Oh, I'm going to, you know, rank up and, you know, big player and I'm so good and all that. But I'm not professional at all because all I do is wake up and play video games. I don't even put on decent clothes. If I, you know, was a professional, then I'd take this stuff seriously. But they can't even get that, you know, done properly. So how are you going to, you know, get anything done properly if you're not professional about it? Um, But just stuff like that really helps being a professional. uh, That's a funny one, actually, making your bed. I do that every single day, and I have done. I do it in hotels, too, when I'm in hotels. There's this guy in the military, because we were staying at this hotel, uh, and I I made my bed. (laughs) And he started questioning me about why I did that, because the hotel workers came in. I "I just do this. It's part of it. Um, Yeah. That was the first change I made, for real. Like, you know, and it was like... It was, I'm going to make my bed every single morning yeah. because it takes 20 seconds and it automatically communicates to myself that I'm, I care. I care about myself. I have self-respect. And that's where it started. I'd wake up in the morning, quick, 20 seconds. It's all it takes. But now that's done. And that snowballs into other areas of my life. Yeah. And that compared to, I wake up. I don't make my bed. It looks like a it looks like a bomb went off. All right, dishes can stay in the room because like whatever, right? It's a bit awkward when a friend comes over and it's like, yo, don't look at my room, right? Like it's a whole different experience than like none of it's an issue, right? And like even in my home, I, I, you're seeing it a little bit more disaster today because we have the setup and everything. But like, I have cleaners who come. You know, and they clean, but it's like, they're just like, they're wiping the floors and stuff. Cause there isn't anything to actually clean. Cause everything is kind of organized in a, in a place. It doesn't get disorganized. Yeah. And then I don't even need to spend time organizing it. Cause it's just organized by default. And so I, I think starting the, your day by actually making your bed can be one of the most powerful things because you're automatically starting your day with a win. You're starting your day by showing self-respect to yourself. And that then snowballs into other areas of your life. And that's what we'll talk about, you know, simple actions like that. And maybe uh, that at your point was that, okay, you can do this. Maybe that was the max you could do, or maybe that was a minimum, like simple thing you could do, but at least it was a win. And if you could just find something to win about, whatever, how, you know, simple that action is, like you did that, and it just, you know, skyrocketed from that simple action. If you could just find that action and, you know, last off easy. Um, but it's funny too, when you mentioned the cleaning crew coming over, I'm like super ashamed if the cleaners come over and it looks like a mess. So I try to clean up myself before they come over because it's, I'm presenting something, okay? I'm presenting, okay, this is, you know, it's kind of, because I see my cleaners, you know, they live just, you know, around where I live. So if I see them and they know that my place is like a mess and it reflects bad on me. So it's kind of a professional thing again. 
And for the record, I do make my bed even in hotel rooms as well. For me, it's, you know, I might not be perfectly folded like they have it, but it's organized. And again, it's just, that's the way I am. That's who I am. And my life reflects that. And I think as a starting point, that's one of the best things that you can do because it's not for other people. Like obviously there is some of that social shame that you can feel, right? If other people are seeing it, but you see it. And when you start to see, I actually care about how things look for me. It's a whole different experience Yeah. because it also communicates that you actually have a reputation with yourself. And that's actually what the core definition of self-esteem is, is the reputation you have with yourself. So if you're taking your life more professionally, well, then you start to feel a lot better about yourself. And that then is a version of yourself that can actually go take action in other areas compared to if you have no self-esteem, well, then you have no motivation, no confidence, no inspiration to actually go do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you can start like with whatever motivation it is. Let's say it's also, you know, shame. You want to start doing something, but it all ends in integrity because you can't go on like that forever. So all, everything I do now, now is just for me. It's just for me to like, okay, I need to do this properly. And that just reflects to other people. It's not because I don't do stuff for anyone else now. I just do what I do for, for me. But, you know, it, it can start with whatever. Like, let's say I don't look good. I, I, look, I don't look good to other people. But it has to end up in, okay, I look good to myself. So the motivation can be whatever. Uh, but people eventually see whether in, the integrity is there or not. And so that's why that needs to end up there. All right. So I want to move over to like some like wins. So I was, I was at the Muay Thai fight that you had where you got a nice knockout and at, at the end of it, right. Your hands are raised. You're screaming, you're stoked. Right. I think like there's been two fights. The second fight, maybe you weren't like as excited about the win because maybe you were expecting it, but the, the first fight where I wasn't there at the first fight, but I, I've seen it. And we'll have a clip of it. And, you know, there was, you know, you were quite excited at the end of it, of course. That compared to, I just won a League of Legends match. Like, what is the difference for you internally compared to, like, I just won a Muay Thai fight where I knocked the guy out and all the training that went into it, everything, you know, and and at the end of it, you, you saw the victory compared to, all right, after grinding for hours, I finally won this league match. How did it affect you physically? How did it affect you mentally? What was the difference? Between the wins, the different types of wins. I mean, it's all mental when you're playing games. So it doesn't do anything else, but you know, you know, manifests itself in there. And like when you win a Muay Thai fight, or any, you know, physical stuff or anything that's you know, different from gaming, uh, you get that glow of confidence that comes with it. It's not just something that's, you know, printed in here. And also it's the frequency of it. Uh, you can win, I don't know how many games, different games, you can do how many wins you want in a day. Uh, you can, you know, you can level up the difficulty as you wish, but there's only one difficulty to life and that's like, whatever you make of it in the sense that, okay, you put in this mode work, you get that win. 
and you can't adjust it. So how do you feel the next day when you woke up after your first win? Well, the first win, I didn't really care. And uh, I was actually kind of sad in a way. Um, but I just went back to training. I trained the same day. I trained after the fight. After the fight, I went on and ran because I always had all this adrenaline. I didn't really take that much damage after the first one. Uh, and for the second, second one, I took all this damage. And the next day, it feels good. But I try to not, you know, live too much on the victories. Because you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of people who do this stuff better than me. If I'm going to live on that, those victories forever, then I'm not going to get another victory. Um, what is it called? You sleep on a win, you wake up with a loss. Yeah, that one, that's totally true. And it goes for whatever. So if you, yeah, you did a good workout session, that's it. Got to go do it again. Um, but that all come back to consistency of it. So, I mean, if I had, you know, this mindset, I know I could do whatever, like when it comes to fighting, you could probably, you know, do the UFC and all that. Uh, not that I want to, but, you know, staying, I don't know. It felt okay. So it's a ritual of doing the thing, not the victory of it. That's important to you. Yeah. It's a process. Oh, it's a process. Maybe that's why the maybe that's why the league thing is so bad because you're all you're just chasing the actual result, not the actions themselves. I talk uh, I talk about it on my YouTube channel a lot, uh, the action based mindset because the process is what makes it. Like you can make as much money as you want in one day, but like let's say you do uh, like a crypto pump and you you win a lot of money, uh, you know, in a second, you don't it doesn't change you. So the fight, me winning, doesn't really change, you know, me. If I had lost, it would have, you know, done more for me, probably. And I don't know if I, you know, I'd stop, you know, when I eventually lose sometime, I probably will at some point. Uh, but, but it's the process, all the training, all these months of, you know, going to there two, three times a day, showing up, that's what makes it. And so the wind, like, it is what it is. But I enjoy the process now. And so what's next for you? Like, wh what do you focus on now? What, like, what's the direction that you're really looking to go? I'm going to start doing some ultra marathons now. And uh, I don't know when I'll fight again yet, uh, but I want to do some more ultra marathons and get into even longer distances. But I want to do it by not cutting down too much weight because anyone can run around at, you know, 60 kg, and I'll fly across any mountain. Bro, I can't run. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I guess I'm 70, so I mean, there, there's my excuse, Oh, yeah, right? that's my excuse. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. It's okay now. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to do this, like, having good muscle, having good, you know, and good physique. Because I think that's a lot of the, that what people kind of look for as well. They don't, don't just want to be, you know, ultra runners or just want to, I don't try and do it all. You know, you can look good, you can run fast, you can you know, have a complete package. It might not be the best, you know, most specialized thing. Like they're, you know, the 60 kg guys, they'll beat me in any ultra race and any power lifter will lift more weight than me. But to a lot of people that isn't relatable because a lot of people don't want to be power lifters. They don't want to be an ultra runner. Maybe they don't, you know, even know what they want to be. 
So you can, you know, level everything up to a really good, solid level and uh, find enjoyment in that. You know, looking good, being strong, running, you know, far distances, swimming to islands, whatever it is. So, so it's just, the next for me is just to mix it up and try different challenges. We're going to do uh, Mount Everest at one point as well. That's the plan. So I'm really looking forward to that, actually. And the challenges give you like projects to work on. It gives you focus, right? Like it kind of, it comes back to the idea of bubbles, right? Which is like having, climbing Everest at the end of it, climbing on top. That's not the fulfillment that you get. It's, it's a process and having the challenge, it gives you some kind of structure to have the the focus in the first place. Yeah. So I, I decided I'm going to swim to the island, right? The first thing I did the next day, I was head up to the, uh, to the pool and start training. Well, I'm already a decent swimmer, but you know, I immediately go in, okay, we need to, you know, start to work and the consistency of that. I'll do more when I go back to Norway now in a few days, uh, more swimming and then come back here and do the swim itself. Uh, but it's always like, okay, this is the goal. These are the actions. Simple, put in the work, consistency, and then last, you know, the goal. But that's what creates it. It's the consistency and these actions that, that make it. And then the goal is just kind of like the cherry on top of all it. So. so from a project standpoint, tell us about the YouTube channel. Like, what's the purpose of the channel? What are you talking about? What, what are you hoping to see with the channel? I talk about my ideas becoming professional, becoming an athlete in life. And also I just want to bring people up, people who, you know, looking for advice on this. I get a lot of, you know, questions from people looking for fitness advice, life stuff. I try to share a lot of that on the channel. So, I mean, if people like the ideas, the channel will grow. It's not like I sit there and I count the subscribers. I put the ideas out there. If people like it, they'll listen. Uh, and I'm not talking, but I'm talking, I'm not talking to a camera either. I'm always talking to an audience. It's like I'm talking to someone I care for. And that's the goal is just keep, you know, sharing the ideas in here and giving it to other people. And being an example yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So as we wrap up for all the young people out there listening, watching who want to step into their own version of the action man, who want to take steps forward to break out of their bedroom and actually go out there and make something of themselves. Like what's the one piece of advice that you would give them? Breaking out the one piece of advice, huh? Or a final message. Final message. All right. Stop gaming. Go to the gym, make it simple, and be consistent, I guess. And if you are doing that and you want to scale it further, then go run, go gym, and go do a combat sport at the end of it. And, you know, you'll go like this, boom, skyrocket. It'll manifest itself anywhere in life. It's inevitable. Yeah, absolutely. Nico, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for sharing your ideas. And if you guys haven't already, go check out his YouTube channel. He shares a lot of great advice there and then also on Instagram as well. So all the links will be in the description. But Nico, the action man, thanks for being here for Game Quiz. Appreciate it.
Thanks so much for listening to the Gaming the System podcast. I hope you got value out of today's episode. On GameQueers.com, we have hundreds of YouTube videos, articles, and other podcast episodes to help you get control over gaming. We also have bespoke coaching programs where we work directly with you and your family to get gaming under control for good. For information on our coaching programs, email me directly, cam at GameQueers.com, or go to GameQueers.com and click book a call on the top right corner, and I'll share information with you then. Together, we will get your son back on track, and we look forward to working directly with you.